listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. y'all welcome to another episode of tuesday morning quarterbacks an nfl podcast presented by apollo media all houston all original i am one of your hosts for the day taylor jackson writer and contributor for apollo media you can find me on all the socials at lobro taylor and i am joined by my co-host bruce castellan bruce how was your thanksgiving i dude i ate an obnoxious amount i think i fell asleep about twice and it was amazing it was great Lots of football, but it was a it was a lovely Thanksgiving. How was yours? It was incredible. Thanksgiving is a top three day in the year to me. Three primetime games. It's football all day. The best meal you're gonna get all damn year. I mean, what's not to love about it? You know, you know what's not to love? The Texans. Because they seem to ruin my day, my week. Just as you thought they were doing better. This is like when you take your ex back. And they swear they're going to do better. They promise you all these beautiful things. And then it all goes to shit. And I don't like it. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't like to be lied to like this. It's, is it me? You know, at some point you start asking yourself, is it me? (laughs) And it's not. I don't think so. Because I'm not out there playing. I'm not coaching. But man, this is a shit show, bro. This, ah. you know, I'd like to think that I'm an even killed guy. Stayed to myself. But God damn it, bro, this <laughs> I, they've had some sucky seasons, but somehow this one irks me a little bit more than the rest. Um, they need to fire Tim Kelly uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, the only reason he has a job to begin with is Deshaun Walton, and he's no longer playing. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, he needs to be gone like mm, like five weeks ago. I can't even blame Tyrod. Like, I, I, I guess you can, but he... They didn't give him much to work with. I mean, the offensive line is, it is what it is. You're missing your star left tackle. You're putting stuff together. They couldn't block. They made the Jets look like they had a a pass rush for the first time all season. I think, to put it best, you wrote a beautiful article that was published on Apollo. Please read it if you haven't already. But you, you, you brought something to my attention. It says the attendance has never once averaged less than 1,000 in NRG Stadium. It's 71. You, you cut out yeah. there for yeah, but it's, it's 71. Never before has the average attendance of the game been lower than 71,000. And currently, this team is projected to finish at an average of 67,000, showing out an abysmal 65-120 at this Jets game. I know it's the Texans and the Jets, but this is the fourth largest market in the entire country. This is ridiculous. You know we're in Texas, right? Like football is church. This is a religion here in Texas. And what they're dishing out is <sighs> where do you even start? Because they you, uh, Justin Reed, your star safety, you took him third and uh so, yeah, what do you what do you think happened with that? Do you think that was a decision made by Coley? I mean, he said it was his decision, but here's the thing: we're ass, like we're not getting any better, like Deshaun Watson. Is not walking through those doors. I don't even think he would do much. I mean, of course, he's an amazing quarterback and he probably would change a little bit. But I mean, what are we doing? I mean, what look at doing? this. Look at this offense, dude. The Texans rank dead last in the NFL in 
total points, points per game, total yards, yards per game, total rush yards, rush yards per game. And they're in the bottom two of passing just because Justin Fields can't get it together. This is, you, this is one of the worst offensive teams I've ever laid eyes on. And just to put it into perspective, how bad this is with the attendance and everything. If you do want to go to the Colts-Texans game, they couldn't pay me to go to this, by the way. For the low price of $5, you too could go to the Colts and Texans game. Did you say $5? Five American dollars. To an NFL game. To an NFL game. The fees are more than the ticket. That's crazy. They're dishing out those kind of prices and still can't get people through the door. What does that really say about the organization you've established here? They need to fire everyone. I, usually, I, I, like I said, I'd like to try to stay even killed. They need to fire everyone. Literally, whoever's in charge needs to sell the team. Sell it to Elon Musk, goddammit. He, he's funny looking. I guess it'll it'll be funnier that way. But they need to do something. They, I, I but had it. And no, they did. They, they, no, nope, 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 nope. I can't take it anymore. Do you ever see any of these big crypto guys? Uh, obviously, Musk does other shit than that but like you know like a, a rich billionaire crypto guy buying a team oh anyone dude if me if you wanted to i think i could do better like here's the thing i worry i worry that uncle sam's not going to be too fond of uh crypto holders owning those kind of franchises i probably not 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 one damn bit the audit is coming soon ladies and gentlemen because <laughs> that's i mean that's what i'm kind of getting to because you say fire everyone and the the real issue, we all know the cancer starts at the top. You want to sit here and blame Bill O'Brien. You want to sit here and blame Jack Easterby. But who is the one that allows this to happen? And that's a, that's a beautiful point. It's but- not even Cal. It's not even Cal. Cal's not the majority shareholder. Janice McNair, the 85-year-old art connoisseur who does not give one shit about football, is the majority shareholder of the Houston Texans. And she allows her son to just do whatever he wants, act like he's playing office with an entire NFL franchise because she doesn't care. So as long as the McNairs own this team, it will be poisoned from that point down. And that's what, and that's what, that's why it's, that's why it's really important to start bringing up this attendance because the only true power that sports fans have over their respective franchises is their collective ability to hurt the pockets of the owner. They do that by not buying gear and not showing up to games. That's the only way to make shit happen. And Janice, I I don't know much about Janice, but I know billionaires like to stay billionaires. So if we give them a couple seasons in the red, I think she may pack up shop and just move on to the next thing. I don't think it's any skin off her ass. I might go streaking if they sell this team. Because that's that's the cold truth of it. The Houston Texans franchise is stuck under that ownership. And it's it's more it's it's stuck in more ways than one because I I don't know who told them that they can have their cake and eat it too. Because they like I think I've mentioned this on this podcast uh many a times where they want to do good and still suck at the same time. Like they want to be good but still have the benefits of having uh high draft picks and but to sell tickets, but still be good. They're stuck in this area to where they can't go anywhere. They just hired a new coach. It's not like you can fire them year one. Cause then what does that say about your organization? But then your organization is already ass and everyone thinks so lowly of it. So they're just stuck in, in limbo 
one of these, I'm going to write an article of how to get them out of this goddamn situation. There, no one's going to read it. No one's going to do anything about it, but goddamn it, I'm going to do it. Well, the Texans weren't the only one having their heart broken out there. Let's all take a moment of silence for the fans of the Detroit Lions. Oh, 10 and one. They lose yet another heartbreaker on Thanksgiving Day, their day. Who keeps giving them the games? I, I, I really want to know. I actually, I want to fight them. I want to I fight ask them this personally. Question every single year. Why do the Cowboys and Lions have strongholds on Thanksgiving Day? There should be a federal investigation open because I can't keep watching the Lions, dude. Like, I don't think they've ever been good at any point to where they would warrant this. And I remember uh, on Thanksgiving uh, morning, I tweeted out <laughs> the, the the Justin Forsett. He got downed, but the stupid coach threw a, a, the challenge flag, and it's a, a scoring play. But somehow, if you throw the red, uh, if you throw the challenge flag, and it's a um, it's a reviewable play anyways. It like it does the PEMDAS thing, and it cancels each other out. So yeah, then they yeah. couldn't cha- they couldn't challenge it anyways, and they stood it withstood, and the Texans won. That was beautiful. That was. An incredible moment for the Houston Texans franchise. One they long for to feel that kind of joy again. Uh, yeah, the other the other team whose day it is lost too. Cowboys losing overtime to the Raiders. Now, granted, Dak was still kind of balling without C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper on the field. I'm tired of giving them bail. God damn it. He threw 375 and two touchdowns. Win a goddamn game. I feel you. I feel you. And with the Raiders winning this, they've just proven – that they're not going away. Every Ooh, every single team in the AFC West can beat any team in the NFL. Ooh, I can't wait to get to it. I can't we'll, wait. We'll, we'll dive to that. We'll dive to that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, the last Thanksgiving game, the one that was really the nail in the coffin for me. Saints get absolutely mollywop by the Buffalo Bills on national television. And let me give you the isolation play here. You have have the floor, sir. <laughs> We're done. I mean, there's just too many injuries. There's too many. Taysom Hills, I mean, not Taysom Hill. Trevor Simeon is not it. Nobody is healthy. Our starting quarterback towards ACL. He's out for the whole year. We got our star wide receiver out for the whole year. We got both of our running backs on and off the defensive line. Really, the whole front seven has just been crippled. The offensive line is hobbling. It, it's just not our year. It's just not our year. Where do you go from here? It, it, you just wait. Maybe Russ becomes available in the offseason. Um, if he doesn't, then you just re-sign Jameis. He, he was not doing bad at all. You really want Jameis back, though? I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I would much obviously prefer me some <laughs> Russell Wilson. But, I mean, I don't hate it. Jameis is a fun watch. Jameis is a fun watch. Trevor Simeon, see ya. Taysom Hill, I don't know what the fuck's going on there because Taysom Hill just signed the weirdest deal I've ever seen in my life. He got a four-year contract extension with 22.5 guaranteed that can be worth anywhere from $40 million to $90 million. Gave him a range <laughs> in the contract. It all depends on if he, I think the number of games that he is the starting quarterback. So the more games that he plays as a starter, the higher that number goes. Isn't he starting next week for you guys? Yep. And against the Cowboys, no less. 
90 million fucking dollars for Taysom Hill. This guy's an athlete, but he kind of sucks at throwing the football. I'm, I'm just convinced at this point that the Saints are laundering money through Taysom Hill somehow, some riverboat scheme. I'm, I'm not sure what the hell's going on. But yeah, very weird contract. I haven't seen anything like that in ever. Wasn't even the weirdest shit to come out, though. A lot of fun stories in the media circulating. It was Adam Scheffner. I think it was Adam Scheffner that tweeted that Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, the team, by the way, best record in the NFL, is being eyed as the next head coach at Oklahoma. Now, can we, be, can we be honest for a second? This is 1000 his camp doing this, right? Like you, you're seen those tweets on Twitter that says no one. And it's a blank spot. And then like the, the meme or whatever, this is the equivalent to that. No one said anything about anything. And here comes like, Oh, he could go here, bro. That is suspicious. I mean, there was no news of this. There's no rumblings. It literally popped up first and foremost on Adam chef and not everybody's got Adam Scheffner's number. No, no, 1,000%. This is the first time I've ever seen someone leverage a contract on, on camera. Like, I, he I, denied everything. Literally denied everything. I don't But he so, never said no, no, no. I did. No. I mean, I, I don't think he does this. Come on. You are you have an NFL coaching spot. Why the fuck would you leave that for Oklahoma? See? See? This is the beauty of, of negotiations of leverage and things. You can make the Cardinals think you're about to leave, and they're going to give – they're going to back the Brinks truck in the back. Just doing the same shit as – Special uh, reservation – a mystery team is now involved. That's literally exactly what it is. He said he was in his movie room watching a movie, binge watching The Queen of the South. It was a great show, by the way. But he, he was like, it didn't affect me all in one bit. Well, yeah, bitch, because you were the one that did it. <laughs> so do you think do you think Cliff comes back as Arizona's head coach next year? Oh, 1000 percent. Oh, what? Oh, fuck? he's going to be who's leaving the NFL. Urban Meyer, if you don't get this shit. <laughs> Urban is out of there. Oh, they're going to throw him out the back door, bro. This what did he do? Shit. What did he do? It was like week one. Oh, he was dancing on that girl in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, t- uh, teaching her how to take snaps on their center. <laughs> Coming out the gate weird. But he's a he's he's a Christian man. He would never. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Kingsbury rumor is hot, though. I'm going to I'm going to be keeping my eye on it. A couple other things got hot, a little heated in the NFL. Some people calling each other out. Kareem Hunt's dad called out Baker Mayfield after their loss on Sunday, saying that, quote unquote, he's scared to throw the ball. Now, I'm all here for Baker Mayfield slander, but Baker Mayfield threw the ball 37 times. Can I shoot him some bail really quick? Because I'll run you off something a little bit. Okay. Week two, he tears his labor. As we all know, well, maybe not everyone knows, but throwing requires a full body motion to deliver the ball. Correct? Right. Right. Week seven, he fractures his humerus bone. Week 10, he has a knee contusion. He's beat the hell. He's beat the hell. I mean, he sucks, but he, he's, beat, he's running on fumes. I, I've, I've never liked him, though. Like, I've, I don't mind him as a person. I never liked his play style. When he was the number one pick, I thought that was a terrible pick. I think he's an athlete. He's a Tim Tebow kind of built guy that can make shit happen in college, but he just doesn't. I've never really seen that it factor. You know, when you'll see it, you'll see it off of Josh Allen or a Justin Herbert sometimes. Like it's just an it factor. And I've never seen that with Baker Mayfield. 
Like, who the hell acts as that anyways? Did he just, like, <laughs> just come out of the woodwork? I don't know. I like, think, hey, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to talk my shit. Fuck right. Baker Mayfield. And then said my... something completely wrong. <laughs> Green, yeah, he's scared to throw 37 times. He's averaging 28 attempts a game. And Kareem he, is getting his touches. That's what I'm saying. This is, bro, this, this, this year's been amazing. Oh, man. There was one more little scuffle across the other. You know what? Let, we'll dive into that. Oh, before we move on, I, uh, just a little funny aside from the, the Browns-Ravens. This, this is probably one of the ugliest games I've ever, I've ever seen in my life. Like, at, at some point, I turned it off, and I just kept up with the stats or whatever. Did you see Lamar's I, I, stat line at the end? Abysmal. No, here, here's something even uglier. I'm going to just run off uh, end, the end of drives for you. Browns fumble, Ravens interception. Browns field goal, yay. Ravens interception. Browns fumble. Ravens interception. Bro, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The, I feel like the AFC North always plays sloppy football. Can we, like, one of these days we're going to have a conversation. You know, like, oh, this is grown man football. No, it sucks. It sucks to see. I don't want to see it. It was like grown see- man football when you had Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and Troy Potamalu right. and uh, like yeah, yeah. you don't have Frazier's running running the backer anymore. You got every linebacker is just like what a safety would be 20 years ago now. That's a great comparison. <laughs> Dude, look, Mar Jackson threw four interceptions and they still won. I mean, I think that just really speaks to the Browns. I think the Browns are done, even though the record wouldn't scream it yet. I I think they're just dead in the water. I don't think they have any juice left. Does Baker get an extension? I don't know. The Browns are dumb enough to do it. He's he's kind of like in that Kirk little area where he's like good enough to like win these games and like, oh, he can do things. But then like stink it up the majority of the time. Yeah. I mean, like I've said, I've just never seen him as consistent or electric and really any way. He's a decent game manager because he's been playing his whole life, but. Sometimes raw talent isn't a thing you can develop. On the other side of the map, in a matchup that could have wild card implications in the NFC, the 49ers take down the Vikings. The Vikings have one game this entire season that was decided by more than eight points. They are in every game, and it is a fucking toss-up whether they're going to win it or not. I would hate to be one of their fans just because they're good enough to win games and they tend to lose in the dumbest of ways. They are a hilarious football team. Dude, Kirk Cousins is a leading your football team. That's he's a funny enough dude as is. And he's like one of those not uh, one of those funny guys that are not intentionally funny. Yeah. Like that, that you his, like his, that thing. His yeah, essence is just funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, Niners beat the Vikings, improve to that next wild card spot. This could be a game that Minnesota looks back on and it hurts them dearly. And you could tell tensions were high at the end of the game. And the press got a little spicy. Yeah, I got a little spicy in the press conference. Mike Zimmer was going off like bitching and moaning about. He said, uh, you know, I got the quote right here. These guys hold all the time. So they're grabbing us around the waist, grabbing our backs. The official, they don't want to call it every play, but until they start calling it every play, they're not going to stop doing it. And George Kittle did not take lightly to this. George Kittle is probably the best blocking tight end in the entire NFL. And he takes pride in that shit. So he had a little clap back for Zimmer. He said, he's just flapping. 
You can watch plenty of pass plays. I felt I got a holding call out there on a pass route. I got hugged and tackled. I think there were three of those out there that didn't get called. It's football, you know, refs throw flags, refs don't throw flags. It's just the game. If you're going to sit on the sideline and complain about holding the whole time, I tell your guys to make better plays. I Shots Kittle. fired. I Kittle is 1,000 on the nose with this. Everyone I, and their grandmother holds. Everyone. I love Literally this everyone. Win. I love this when shit gets shippy between like two teams that never play each other. <laughs> right. But like, bro, I never see you. It's like when like the jets and the Broncos get beef, it's like, okay, see you in four years. And here's a fun little nugget. Niners were uh, flagged five times for 57 yards, two of them. Old. So I guess he wanted more. <laughs> I, I went back and watched it. I, I saw a few of the plays Zimmer's talking about. He's not like, He's not, I guess, wrong technically, but they're all so borderline. Nothing's egregious. I think it makes him sound like a little bitch when he moans like this. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. Like, bro, you didn't lose because of a holding call. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I like chippiness developing. Oh, and yeah. this, is a, this is a matchup we could see in the wild card round. All the games now, well, not all the games, but most of the games now have some real implications that are attached to them. Oh, this is my favorite time of the season. Hell yeah. On the other side of the break, we're going to start piecing together the beginnings of the playoff picture. Tell you what the hell is going on in the AFC West and show you what to watch next week. As we wrap up week 12 of the NFL season, and we say that because we always record during the Monday night game, it's nine to seven right now. We're starting to be able to piece the beginnings of what the playoff picture is going to look like. Now, there's a few teams that have more or less kind of solidified their spot. I would say with the injuries that the Saints have went through, with Christian McCaffrey now out for the season and the Falcons being the Falcons, I think the Bucks have locked up the South and the NFC. Had they been locked it up since the beginning of the season, sir? But yep, I think you're the last one to figure that out. Sorry, buddy. Sorry for hoping. Um, <laughs> I think we can all agree Packers win the North. Yep. Cowboys win the East. Yep. With you so far. And it's going to be a toss-up between the Cardinals and the Rams out West, but I think whatever one of those don't win, they just take the wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So in With the NFC, so, so in the NFC, that really only leaves one spot open. Who we? This I'll tell you what though, the Niners were not on my radar till this week. I just feel like there's a lot going on there right now. And a lot of up and down play. The quarterback's good one week, good, not that great the next. It's yeah, it's a toss-up for sure. Here's one way to put it. I, I can I can easily see them losing to the Jets. They might lose to the Texans. Well, maybe not, but yeah, probably <laughs> not though. Um, and then the Vikings, the ones I thought that was gonna be squeezed in there, once again loses another heartbreaking game. And these are about to start adding up especially when you're jockeying for that last position because that loss kicks them out of wildcard contention right now. Ooh, I love this time of year. What do you think? What do you think? Who, who, gets, that, who gets that last NFC spot? Because we can, we can agree on... I feel like the top four are solidified. I feel like they might be swinging back and forth. I think Arizona locks up number one because they keep winning and they don't even have Kyler back yet. I actually think the Packers find a way to sew it up uh, if I have to have a dark horse, 
out here in the NFC, though, I, I can still see the Eagles squeaking in. That's a team that's beaten some very good teams. You bastard. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Jalen Hurts can ball whenever you turn them on. Man, I, I would love to see it. You know what? Here's, a, here's a hilarious scenario for you. What if the Eagles squeak in and then they end up knocking off the Cowboys just because of familiarity and, and the same division and everything? Are you saying in the playoffs or as yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. In that would be hilariously brutal. That would and be heartbreaking for those cats, and I would love to see it. <laughs> oh, dude, I, nothing would please me more than the Texans being ass and the Cowboys being ass right there with them. <laughs> yeah. Right, so we agree with this one. Too. We're both on the Eagles. Yeah, honestly, because I do not believe in the 49ers, and I know the Vikings are going to blow it. Part of the course. Also, I, I, I kind of love their defense now. The, the addition of Darius Slay was a nice go-get. But that's kind of what we've been saying all season, that the top of the NFC is just really strong, and then there's a, quite a big gap. AFC, whole different picture. Oh, my goodness. The Patriots have now propelled themselves to the top of the AFC East. Bill's... Just one behind them, half game. Titans still lead in the AFC South. Colts are sitting there at six and six. But when you look at the remaining schedule for these two, the Titans play the Jags, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. Yep, they're in. They're in. Like that. <laughs> Talk about it. If they, yeah, if they, if they don't get in off of that, I mean, what are we doing? No, they're in 1,000. Now for the North. I still think Baltimore's going to sew that up. Here comes the hot take. I think the Bengals take it over. You think they take the division? Yes, sir. That's wild, dude. I don't know. I think the Ravens know. I, I, I will say this. I'll say this. I think the Ravens have a better understanding of how to win games, but I wouldn't say there's a huge talent gap in between those two organizations because Cincinnati's O-line has played way better than we thought it was going to play. And mm-hmm. Baltimore's defense has looked way shittier than we thought it was going to be. Here's a question. Who has better uh, offensive weapons, Ravens or the Bengals? The Bengals. Right? That's what I'm saying. Between Chase and Higgins? Yeah, definitely the Bengals. And Joe Mixon has have been having a comeback year. I'm telling you, bro. I, I, I think they take it. I don't know. I just feel like they're going to drop it. I want to stick with my preseason prediction that three teams from the AFC West – are getting in and true and true every week that division is death row dude these dudes do not know how to lose they win everything i've never seen a tighter division kc leads the division right now at seven and four while denver vegas and los angeles all sit at six and five and there are seven remaining divisional matchups in the afc west i am going to be glued glued to this goddamn division and every game that they play This is going to be so fun to watch. So the Broncos coming up, got Chiefs, Lions, Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs. Raiders got Washington, Chiefs, Browns, Broncos, Colts, Chargers. Chargers got Bengals, Giants, Chiefs, Texans, Broncos, Raiders. And the Chiefs have the Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. So the next three weeks are going to be very big for the Chiefs because they can lose a lot of ground if they slip up here. Chargers messed up by losing to the Broncos to begin with this week. I don't know. <sighs> Broncos keep winning games they're not supposed to win. And they're my dark horse to get in, dude. They're getting in. 
I don't know how they're going to do it, but God damn it, Teddy Two Gloves is going to take me to victory. Yeah, I think preseason I picked Broncos to be in the wild card there over the Chargers. I had no idea the Raiders want to stick around this long, especially after the season they've had. They just don't go away. Derek Carr's, Derek Carr's better than we give him credit for. I just don't want to give him credit because of his brother. But, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's his long hair, man. He has a nice flow going. Looks like Jesus in them. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be so much fun over the next couple of weeks just watching this division duke it out with each other. Winner who comes out on top of this one's going to have more bragging rights than usual. The first one of these matchups actually comes next week when the Chiefs take on the Broncos. If the Broncos really want to make some moves, they need to win this game. Time. Yeah, now's the time. They to do need it. to win this game because after this, they have Lions, Bengals, and those are two winnable games. Yep. And I was looking at the, uh, the Colts to see if maybe they could get in. Nope, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, their upcoming schedule is Texans, winnable. Then it's Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, and then Jaguars. That's they're, a, yeah, they're, that's a three game gauntlet. Yeah. But if they can get out of it, they have a shot. They can. Yeah. Um, you're putting a lot of faith there in Carson Wentz. Yeah, I know. That, no, they're not getting that. It's the Titans. No the Titans schedule is way too easy. And too- the Colts aren't getting that last wild card spot. It's going to nope. be one of the AFC teams or the Bing. And speaking of that, Chargers Cincinnati play next week, too. Those are two teams jockeying for that last wild card spot. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, dude, these next few weeks is going to tell us a lot. This is going to be a fun one to watch. Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. I didn't even watch the Texans game just to watch this one. <laughs> this one's going to be electric. And whoever comes out on top, I think it's going to be carrying a fair amount of momentum. Because if Cincinnati wins this game, I think the Chargers are done. And I think Cincy does get it. But I, I, think, I think even if Cincy loses this, they still have a chance. Because the Ravens have just been shit in the bed all season. Chargers, man, they've been disappointing lately. They're very on again, off again. Like the when they win, they win. But boy, they 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 they've had some stinkers. Yeah, that's cute, no. But the one that I have my eyes on is the Patriots Bills because Bill Belichick is God. I don't know what he knows more than you know how we only use ten percent of our brain. He might use all of it. I, I don't know how the hell he's doing this. Mac Jones is winning Offensive Rookie of the Year easily. Here's a fun little nugget for you. Most games with 65% completion is Mac Jones with 10, Tom Brady with 8, Joe Burrow with 8. And Mac Jones is the only rookie on there. This dude is good. I mean, it's crazy how fast he fit into that system. Like, he literally plugged in like a Lego. It's craziness. It's And, and he's not having to do everything. I guess that's the, the, the benefit that he has compared to all the other rookies. Like he doesn't have to do literally everything. He's been doing enough because New England is now coming off their sixth straight win. And if they can get this win over Buffalo, they're going to be sitting pretty to win that division. And I think maybe get the first overall seed in the AFC. Yeah, the AFC is an absolute toss up. And at the same time, I was talking this shit about the Ravens. They could very well go get the number one seed. Right. They're right there with them. Dude, like the AFC is there's some wild card, the wild cards in there in terms of how they're their play. Because the Ravens, eh, they'd be teetering sometimes. And, but the Patriots, the machine that never dies. <laughs> it's, it's, the Pats will never die as long as Bill Belichick is there. Pats are only allowing the third lowest pressures at 22.9 since week seven. I mean, that's they're just, getting it done. 
That's just Everywhere. good coaching. It is the exact fucking opposite of what you see in Houston. Houston is constantly one of the worst places for player development, and they just fucking nail it in New England every time. <sighs> New England's winning the fucking Super Bowl. Don't let Bill get high. That's going to do it for today's episode, y'all. If y'all haven't already done so, please make sure to download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever the hell you listen to your podcast. And go give a follow to at Apollo HLU on all the socials for blogs, merch, videos, podcasts, and more original Houston sports content that you can't find anywhere else. Bruce, we got any final thoughts on the day? Press bro. Uh, no, dude, we have some exciting weeks ahead of us in terms of football, and I can't wait. We're in crunch time. This is when it matters. This is when things get hot. This is when they get fun. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. We will be back in your ears next week with a new episode of Tuesday Morning Quarterbacks for all your fresh hot takes. We'll see you there.